This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose. Sitting down and having conversations with risk takers, change makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them. Hello, hello. My name is Dominion. Is it Chibuze? Um, don't try to say my last name. It's a tongue twister. I am CEO, founder of Minion Training, a health and wellness holistic personal training brand, um, focusing on just improving the quality of life and health from, you know, with holistic practices, not just your traditional going to the gym and picking up some dumbbells, but what are you putting in your body? How are you stretching? How are you alleviating your mind? All those things are inclusive when it comes to overall like well-being and health. So that's what I focus on. That's me. And, and um, that's how we met. Uh, yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so when I first met you, um, I, well, I've been in the DC fitness community for a little while. And oh, yeah. You were somebody that kind of popped up um, through like mutual friends and connections. And what I loved so much about who you were as like a business owner, but also as like a member of the fitness community is that you were really taking a massive focus on um, mobility, Yes, which for a lot of men isn't something that is like hyper focused, like isn't something that a lot of men actually hyper focus on. Right. Um, the other thing about it is that uh, you are unbelievably flexible. Just a tad. Just a tad. Just this a man tad. can do the splits. Um, and I just, I think it's really impressive that you've been taking an active amount of time to build out your business. You've been really thoughtful. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, I appreciate it. It was really kind words. <laughs> Lots of kind words coming out from me. Lots of kind um, words. But you're also, you know, younger. Like mm-hmm. you're hustling. You're building your business. Mm-hmm. You have come a long way. I'm curious if maybe we could start by hearing a little bit about how you got to this place that you're at right now, being a business owner as really the main source of income for you and how you kind of lean more into the practice of mobility and really how it kind of like weighs into the way that you see your business differentiating itself in the space of fitness. Yeah. So I've been in business for a while and I like to say, like, I've been an entrepreneur for a while. Okay. I used to, like, so I'm an artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to draw. And I used to, like, create airplanes from paper, draw them, and sell them. I used to create, I don't know if you remember the little football things we used to make out of paper. And we used to sure. go to school and shoot it. Yeah. I used to make those. I used to design those and sell those. But, like, back then, I mean, entrepreneurism wasn't really, like, a vocal word. It wasn't, especially in my community and the people I was interacting with. Like sure. I didn't really hear the word entrepreneur. I didn't know what that was yeah. up until like college. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I've been uh I guess I am an entrepreneur. That's where I make things, I sell them, you know, I'm a hustler. Mm-hmm. So it's an entrepreneur. Um with the whole minion training side, um I started a business. I was I've been a personal trainer since junior year of high school. Okay. Um I obviously didn't have no brand. I just was like, I can train you, give me some money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've been in the space, in the servant space for a little while. Um, flash forward, junior year of college, um, I went to Towson University where I played football and I took a ballet class. Okay. I took, well, it was a men's movement class and I took it because 
I wanted to get better as an athlete. And I knew a couple of my teammates were taking that class. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to take the class. Chill class, men's movements. Get you know, easy peasy. I can move. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a man. You're you a know. man and you move. Yeah, I move. You know, so I took the class. It was a pretty intense class. I'm not going to lie. Um, we learned about a lot of contemporary dancing, just different movements that like our bodies can make. I didn't know, like, you know, I played football. My job is to take the ball and go to the other side of the field. You know, <laughs> don't get, don't get hit, you know, so yeah. move around or hit somebody else. But for me, that was my, you know, framework of, you know, high level movement, especially from a male aspect. Sure. But now you add in this other component of like flexibility and mobility and range of motion and all these things. I'm like, oh, this is kind of intriguing right and like i'm a very goal-oriented person and i like to accomplish different tasks mm-hmm. so that class exposed my limitations as far as you know range of motion mobility sure. all these different things which i thought were enhanced because i'm a high level athlete i was wrong yeah i mean i think a lot of us don't really think about the way that um the sports that we choose to participate in the way that we choose to workout, et cetera, oftentimes can actually be limiting in terms of how our bodies are showing up or how our muscles are showing up, how um, we become tighter in certain, you know, parts of our body. And really you are required to do a number of different activities to really have a complete and holistic and healthy kind of build. Right. So you're in this class, you realize, Hey, I'm actually incredibly limited. I didn't have the same Um, I'm not at the same level that I thought I was, but like, I see this being something that can help me. And then you just lean in. I just leaned in. I started like, you know, I started using some of the drills we did in class. I started doing some more research. Um, I'm a nerd at heart. Mm -hmm. Like when I, back when I started playing football, I started, I was researching how to get muscle, how to get bigger. I started Mm -hmm. learning hypertrophy, all these different terms that, you know, are associated with, you know, fitness and, you know, personal training. So that's what I did. I like, okay, how can I get more flexible? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always want to be the top. I was going to reach like the sure. highest. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, a lot of men don't, can't really do a split, especially I know a lot of men my size. <laughs> and like, I was bigger in college. I was like, you know, so I'm like, not a lot of dudes with this kind of build can do a split. Sure. I mean, not a lot of women my size can do the splits. I mean, fair enough. You know, it's fair. not, it's not an easy feat. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty challenging. But um, so that's what I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going yeah. to do this. So just every day working and working, doing different drills, starting to formulate my own drills that, you know, are better suited for my body. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, a six foot, 220 pound male is going to need different requirements than a five, five, 164 female. Sure. Right. It's, it's different things that go, go into place as far as getting your to your optimal flexibility mm-hmm. so that's what i did is practicing and working and then i got it i'm like i was in the splits yeah and it was like well it was kind of seamless to transition this and implement this into my training sure you know because back then i was working with more college students so most of them just want to get abs and look at, you know have some <laughs> that's muscles. all we care about are abs abs and and, 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 and and butt you know so we also like a booty they, everybody loves a booty so you know, I was trying to like bring awareness to, okay, you want to get on his muscle, but your back always hurts. Yeah. Like, and you're 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Your back shouldn't be always hurting. Insane. It's yeah. a problem. It's a serious problem. I'm curious if you saw 
based off the work that you were doing um, and kind of using yourself almost as like a test subject in a lot of ways for the way that you've essentially built out programming and started to understand like the human body, what kind of like results were you seeing in your performance as an athlete at the same time that you're focusing on like all this mobility stuff? So the first part was definitely like my low back pain. So like, you know, coming up from like high school yeah. into college, like weight training as a football player is presented differently than just regular going to the gym and lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And like, I, you know, I feel like my instructors, my teachers, my coaches, some of them try to put having good form as, as a forefront, but at the end of the day, it was just like, get the weight up. Yeah. I think, you know, it was definitely obvious. They just want you to get the weight up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was just trying to get the weight up, but I developed some back pain. I developed bad lifting techniques and like stretching and having good mobility. Definitely, you know, work those things out. And like, that was the first thing I noticed, like I can go squat and my back doesn't really hurt. Right. Versus before my back always hurt and I always needed a belt. Yeah. There was no core engagement. I, you know, there was, I couldn't put on more than two plates without a belt. Right. Like, not that I couldn't lift the weight. I could lift the weight, but I just need the belt for the back support. Right. So that was like the primary thing I noticed. I can put up four plates with no belt and have no pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is great. Let's keep going. Right. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, as a yoga instructor, I oftentimes will tell people like, hey, if you are suffering from back pain, guess what? It's probably because your legs are tight. It's probably because your hips are tight. Um, people don't really understand muscular groups. They don't yeah. understand the benefit of stretching. They know they're being told to, mm -hmm. but they don't really understand the why and yeah. how everything's kind of interconnected. So I think like something I very much attach to the way that you think about um, programming and so forth and the way that you present it is like you are trying to educate people in that way. And mm -hmm. I, you know, again, I'm super impressed and I think it's, it's something that a lot of people Appreciate need. It. So if we put a pin in that, um, obviously, you know, this is a pinnacle moment for you to mm -hmm. kind of like have the opportunity to, to build out your own programming based on your own ex personal lived experience, but like pin on that, pin on you the rest of your entrepreneurial like journey. When you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, okay. So I was born in Nigeria. I came to this country when I was six and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have any, when I was in, I went to air force private school in Nigeria. So I was just, you know, a little, little bad little kid. <laughs> and over there, so you get in trouble, they don't call your parents. You just get a nice little, you know, with the ruler, pa pa pa. Get hit. And then, oh, come on now. <laughs> and then you go go along with your day, which was cool. Like it, it made it definitely made me tough. And like just the environment I was I lived in, you know, it's gonna make you tough. Like sure. either you get tough or you get beat up by the environment. Sure. So I'm blessed to be able to have that mentality um and the capability to adapt, right? So coming over here. I was just, you know, astounded. Oh my God, you know, America and all these different things, all these different foods. Um, so I remember one day watching TV. I think I was with my brothers. We were watching TV and we was flipping through channels mm -hmm. and I put on, it was football. Okay. Football came on. And I was like, oh, hold on, let's, hold on, let's, let's, let's watch this for a little while. American football. American football. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't have American football like that in Nigeria. Right. Like we have like actual football, soccer. soccer. Yeah. So, this is my first time really watching it. And I'm like, and I remember the game. I, it's the Giants versus, I think it was, I can't tell you who the team was. But I know it was the Giants because I was watching Brandon Jacobs. Okay. <laughs> and man, this dude was 
pow, pow, like running five, six, seven people. Oh, this was his prime of his career. Sure. Like, you know, looking back now, this was his prime of his career. I didn't know that. And I'm like, I want to do what this guy's doing. Right. This looks great. I want to do that. So it's always been in your kind of purview to be an athlete in some capacity or to like be able to just like yeah, use your body. Yeah, but I want to do just that. Like okay. I want to physically like move people like that. Right. And, you know, with the ball, everything, everything just, I felt like I, as soon as I saw it, I felt it sure. before I even played it. Okay. Like I knew what it felt like. I love that. And I was like, yeah, I got to do this. I love that. And then fast forward, you're in college and you're, you're playing sports. Like yeah. you're in high school, you're playing sports. So you, you had the opportunity to finally to do that. Was it everything that you thought it would be? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So fast forward back to where we were before you're taking these classes, um, men's men's movement ballet. Mm-hmm. We'll call it. Well, my senior year, I took, I actually took ballet. took ballet. Yes. Okay. Ballet. So he plays. It was he just moves. ladies in there and, and me. So. Must have been nice. Imagine that class. Must have been nice. Do you have tights? The whole thing? I, I had leggings, compressions from football. So nice. I just, it was, it was <laughs> I'm curious what your, your, um, your, uh, your counterparts on the football team, like your teammates thought about the fact that you were moving into full on ballet. I mean, they were just, you know, they, they, the jokes were there, but you know. Sure. My. A reputation was strong enough to withhold. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So you, you get to this place now where you've started to find your own formula as it relates to the importance of mobility work, the importance of um, being body aware mm-hmm. um, as it relates to being a performance athlete in some capacity. Mm-hmm. At what point do you decide, I'm actually going to develop full-on programming, collateral, I'm going to spread the good word, spread the gospel on mm-hmm. this with other people and bring on other clients either in person or virtually and make it a full blown business. So at this point, my junior year, I was more structuralized within my business. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as legalities, paperwork, the way I was operating, mm-hmm. I was full on entrepreneur mode. Um, Senior year is when I really started to implement mobility as part of like my services, as part of what I do to serve people in the physical, you know, capacity. Um, It was really, it was so easy, the transition. It was so easy to implement. Um, And I was creating, when I was looking to transition into the online space as Mm -hmm. far as training, this was senior year. And I was just trying to scale my business and like, I can't train. 12 people a day. Right. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. Even I mean, virtually. You, you, you can even breaking up in small groups like you can, but like, like what I was looking at, again, I look at, I try to look at stuff long term. Mm-hmm. I try not just like today and tomorrow, like the next five years. Sure. Right. Understanding that what you do today and tomorrow will dictate the trajectory and the end point of the next five years. So I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't want to be 24 or 25 and training 25 people a day. It takes That's a lot not out of sustainable you. at all. No, it's not. It's not living my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you know, it's how can I do this online? If I do this online, I can train more people. If I just create programs, like, right? Well, this is what everybody else is doing. Netflix, Hulu, this is what create the value and have mm-hmm. people subscribe. I'm like, oh, this is a genius. Well, let's get started. Right. And that's what I did. I was trying to create different programs and have people like you know do the research, create this immense piece of value, 
that you can get to people. And of course, you know, there needs to be constant you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an interesting concept, right? Because I think before COVID and world before COVID very, it was less of a thing to do online training, right? Like mm-hmm. people were more inclined to wanting to have that personal face-to-face relationship. Yeah. When we look post COVID, people have gotten to a space where they feel really comfortable with their own, like building their own routine, having that accountability through a virtual trainer, Mm -hmm. or some people have just never really felt super comfortable with the idea of putting themselves out there in that way. Um, And being virtual allows them to still find spaces to be comfortable in while also working on their health. I wonder if you have spent a lot, have spent much time reflecting on that and have also thought about for you where you feel like the highest sense of like personal satisfaction. Is it in the virtual training spaces? It is in the face-to-face training like that you get to do from time to time. So I like this question. So, cause I've seen, I've been to one of your classes and I think it, for me, it was really great to be there in person. Mm-hmm. Not only was it great cause there was like other people around and mm-hmm. kind of everyone's like struggling mm-hmm. <laughs> and having a great time. But also I get hands on. Yeah. And that's a big difference when we're talking about how to kind of push your body mm-hmm. into these spaces. But I'm curious what your thoughts are. So me personally, as far as teaching the class, as far as like being able to give what I have, my value to people physically, I love that. Yeah. I'm obviously that can't compare it to the virtual space. Sure. The virtual space is definitely essential and important for people who, you know, have struggles being with other people physically or just because of locational limitations. There's a lot of components that go into that, but it's a very valuable aspect of my business, the Mm -hmm. virtual training, but the physical, like you said, like the hands on me being able to actually instruct, like, no, not this way, or you can push further. Let me help you Mm -hmm. exhale. And you really allow that person to expand and improve their, like their physical capabilities. It is amazing. Right. It's great. Um, So, and if that, that is not gone. That's just more lucrative. Like you, right. My time is expended and you have to really compensate that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And that's where the virtual component is, you know, valuable. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes total sense. And uh, again, I think different strokes for different folks in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what works for them from a, um, you know, health and wellness journey. And at the end of the day, what, what are, like role is regardless of what kind of like trainer you are is to be able to support people in whatever their journey might look like. So, you know, obviously no judgment one way or the other. I just, I'm always reflective of what a transition COVID has been um, and where it's given space for this market to sort of continue to blossom and grow. So um, when you think about your business in terms of like, when you kind of got to this point where you're like, yeah, this is my jam. This is like what I'm going to do. Like, and I know you do other things. I mean, I know you're super passionate about the music that you create. Yeah. I've listened to some of it. It's good. Yeah, appreciate oh, it. Appreciate it. Try to make it great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but I mean, it seems like this is your wheelhouse. This is where you feel really, really confident and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Is there a moment that you can kind of reflect on, which just feels like an aha, like, yeah, this is it. This is like, I differentiate myself in this way. And this is something I'm super good about and something I'm super passionate about. Um, so like the, the love for fitness, the love to push my body came from the love of football because I wanted to be the best. Mm-hmm. 
Like I wanted to, I wanted to go D one. I want to go to the NFL. Still ongoing. Like I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. And like when you talk about being the best, when you talk about trying to get your dream, trying to obtain something, like a lot of people stray away from talking about how to get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you want to make a million dollars. How do you, how are we going to get there? What are we going to sell? What is the value that you're giving the people to accumulate a million dollars? Nobody wants to have that gritty conversation except the few who actually make it. So it's like, okay, you want to go to the NFL? You want to be great at football? How do we get there? Okay. Your body has to be pristine. Yeah. Okay. How do we get your body pristine? Okay. Do this. And it just so happened to be that I do love doing that. I do Mm -hmm. love the work, the process of getting my body to be pristine and oh wait, I, other people want to do that too. And I can serve them in that capacity and make money right. to be able to facilitate me getting, working towards that dream. I love that response. I think very few people have the opportunity to get to do something. Majority of the population doesn't necessarily get to do right. something that they're passionate about or that, that personally is, is important to them yeah. as their day-to-day job. Right. And I think that's something that I, I believe individuals in fitness are typically passionate about fitness because of something that they personally have experienced Mm -hmm. and they want to be able to share that with other individuals. And I think that's similar for you. Um, And you found a way to make it a lucrative, you know, a lucrative motion for you. I know you have other passions. Maybe we can talk a little bit about those as well. Mm. When you think about the way that you are drawn to the fitness space versus the way that you may be drawn to the creative space where it comes to your music and art, all of these other things. Mm-hmm. What is, what is that like for you to kind of carry multiple passions? And does that challenge you? Especially think, the end goal is to be in the, you know, NFL yeah. and still continues to be in the NFL. I mean, I feel like everybody has multiple passions, but they're, like you said, a vast majority don't live those passions because of fear. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Um, we have bills to pay. We have to eat. We have kids. Some of us have kids. So it's like life stressors, life events definitely get in the way of even one trying to conceptualize how to obtain this passion. Mm-hmm. But then, too, you actually have to put in the work for this passion. Most passions are work. Sure. Like you want to be an artist, you have to, do you even know how to draw? Right. Or do you know how to create? Do you know how to visualize? Every passion requires work and mm-hmm. work is time. Yeah. And that's the number one thing we're always trying to get, always trying to, you know, expand, have more of like, it's just time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm really blessed where I feel like I do have you know, so many passions and um, I'm blessed to be able to turn them into businesses. But yeah, as far as like music and my creativity space, I've been a, I've been a great artist since I was since I came to this country. Like right. I was in, well, I wasn't in GNT art. I was gifted and talented art because I kept getting in trouble and you know, to you know maintain a certain <laughs> behavioral, you know, aesthetic, whatever. But you know, the teacher still gave me the projects and I started sure. them because of like, oh yeah, he's pretty dope. <laughs> so um, I've always loved art. I was I was just good at it. I loved watching like cartoons, Danny Phantom. Um, uh, uh, what's that thing called? I don't know, but I'm anime. by not knowing that. Yeah, it's just oh, different. It's anime? It's anime stuff, That's different stuff. I used to just draw it. Cartoon <laughs> Network stuff. Sure. I used to just watch it, and then yeah, I used yeah. to just start drawing. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is pretty cool. This is kind of spot on. Yeah. But um, And then as I got older, football kind of took up, took up a lot of my time. Right. So my creativity came back later 
college when I'm doing my business and now I get into web development and I can design websites and I, I love the creativity aspect, putting different things together, brand stuff together, mm-hmm. color palettes. Um, and then when I started to dive deeper into mental health, when I started my podcast, my sophomore year of college, yeah. um, you know, I definitely experienced with different things the world has to offer that illuminates oneself mm-hmm. and um, I fell in love with mental health. I fell in love with like working on my mental health mm-hmm. and the same thing happened, trying to help everybody else. So mm-hmm. I, I always think I'm trying to save the world, but I don't want to save the world. So please <laughs> don't give me the task. Well, and I think one of the things that I enjoy about the fact that you have like these variety of, um, you know, things that you are passionate about is I actually think that they kind of all fold into one space. Yeah, absolutely. Do. The reality is, is that when we talk about entrepreneurial journeys or we talk about somebody as an entrepreneur, Yes, you have one thing, right, that, like, essentially you attach to as, like, your main driver point of how you decide to start your business or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But it does require, and entrepreneurs require to wear many hats, right? So for somebody like yourself who does have an interest in um, being able to communicate, you know, through a podcast or taking up, um, you know, interest in mental health or understanding how to navigate a visual element of a business Mm -hmm. through all of it matters. All of it's super important in order to kind of have um, the means of being able to show like a very professional outward, you know, situation so that people are able to come inward. And so I think, I think it's all like, I think it's all super important and not everybody is equipped that way. I mean, we know people that are in the fitness community that don't know the first thing about web development and don't know the first thing about how to create, you know, um, visual content, uh, to be able to support their websites or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, you kind of have a leg up in that way. And I think, yeah. um, I think you're right. I think it's important for people to have multiple passions, but I do think there's also an importance of how you differentiate yourself. And I think a lot sure. of that comes into, um, the way that you've set yourself up, if you will. Yeah. If you consider, um, your journey so far, and I feel like it's very much just the beginning, but if you consider your journey so far and you think about, um, some of the challenges you've had to overcome, what would you say is like the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome thus far? Um, or what are you still working on overcoming? I think the biggest challenge is just self doubt, negative talk mm-hmm. because like at the end of the day, life is just like how you respond. Sure. Either if you're rich, how do you respond to multiple deals going your way or not going your way? If you're not so rich, how do you respond to changing that situation? Right. Right. Like life is just about how you respond. And then everybody has different responses. That's why everybody's life is different. Right. But there's, you know, different categories of people who respond similarly and you see their life as more, you know, they have more synergy between how their life is depicted versus other people. Right. So I think me, you know, Obviously, like everybody in school is like, you're not going to D1, you're not going to NFL, starting to cross things off the list. And they're like, oh, wow. So I think just overcoming that self-doubt and the negative talk and like, it's, it's, it's because a lot of people get fed BS, like from their friends and family. Right. Like very, you know. Well, it's easier to tell somebody that they can't do something than absolutely to, to support them. Than to support them. You know. And it's worse that it is, it does come from friends and family where you have so much emotional attachment to and more adherence to follow what they say, or maybe I can't. And that's where the self-doubt and negative talk yeah. creeps in and the lack of faith creeps in. And by that time, you're never going to achieve it. Because if you can't 
conceptualize it in your mind, right? It's the material counterpart will never come to be. Like, right. It, that's never happening. Well, and in that discussion too, it's really interesting. And I mean, this is like <laughs> for another day, but in the, those conversations, it's interesting too, because then oftentimes you're talking to people that you expect to be able to support you. But the reality is that they are likely projecting their own situation where they didn't follow in, follow right. in or follow through out of fear right. or whatever the case may be. And you already mentioned this, but like fear will paralyze all of us from making good choices about how to follow our dreams and how to follow through with our passions. Yeah. It's the reason why a lot of us just don't do anything. We just decide to take a complete like left turn right, and move right. into other situations. So um, I really like that. I think that that's, that's really true. When you, um, you know, have these days where you do train multiple clients or you have a lot on your plate. Um, what's kind of the one thing, like if you were to break it into one word that sort of drives you on a regular basis? Um, I would definitely say this faith because when I think faith is the opposite of fear and, um, you know, I'm a definitely a very faith based man. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he was here. Mm -hmm. He died for my sins. And, um, you know, chasing football, chasing this dream, which has brought life to my business, brought life to a lot of experiences and connections that I have, it came from a place of faith, mm -hmm. right? When everybody else was telling me, you can't do it, I was waking up at 4.30 a.m. to go and run on my street. Yeah. Like, repetitively for years. And I think in that aspect, you know, I told you earlier, I love that process aspect of just life of anything, mm -hmm. building a business, relationships, anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's when my faith was really developed at its core. Um, and obviously, between life, there's ups and downs. There's sure. completely lack of faith or completely engulfed in faith and I can conquer the world tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, really, but not really. Um, so I feel like that's definitely been the driving factor in everything I'm doing with football, with music, with business, with just everything, you right. know, it's having faith, like this is going to work, having faith in your plan and then mm -hmm. trying to execute that plan. Yeah. You know, because faith without works is dead. Like you have all the faith in the world, but where's the plan? Right. Like I think it was Warren Buffett was like a, a foolish man with a plan is can beat out a genius with no plan. Right. So. Right. I think a lot of people miss that singular step of just like taking time to actually plan it out. And I personally am somebody that believes in order for you to have an effective plan, you have to write it down yeah. in some capacity, whether that's like a jot down on a list or if it's a fully like broken out vision board or, you know, web diagram, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you write something down, you give yourself the ability to be held accountable, but you also get the opportunity to really visualize um, the steps that are required in order for you to be successful. Yeah. Giving yourself grace, of course, because not everything happens in the way that we expect it to or at the pace we expect it to. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to something you said, which I also attach to. I'm very much a believer of this is that it's not our plan necessarily. It's his plan. And then we're essentially, you know, here to kind of follow through with the purpose and passions that he yeah. has like provided for us. Um, so with you, with you on that. Um, when you think about your, your business and sort of where it's going, um, what's kind of like the next big thing for you? Ooh. So it's like, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but I, <laughs> I kinda, I'm really excited to start talking about it. I hope people don't steal my idea, but I hope people do. But after I create it, you know, <laughs> I want to be the first one. Okay. Okay. 
But just like with, you can tease, you don't have. I'll definitely tease. I'm, you know, I love words and verbiage. <laughs> I definitely, you know, I've been blessed to be able to navigate the space of all the new technological advancements that are coming through mm-hmm. right now. Lots of exciting society. stuff. AI. Oh, she said the magic <laughs> word. You know, so in finding out, you know, how to integrate all these different tools within business and yeah. within the experience aspect mm-hmm. is what I'm focused on and what it's things really are stuff. super exciting. We'll probably have a nice conversation off air. So <laughs> sorry, you have to be personally invited. That's funny. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we don't have to talk about it too much, but, um, you know, I think the future is bright. We, maybe a lot of us didn't know that we'd get to this place, you know, where we can leverage things like artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and so many different, like, fields like personal wellness, which I think is not one when you think about the movies and things like that where they were trying to, like, push AI on us and whatever. It was not in this way. It was, yeah. like, to have a robot, like, you know, bring you your slurs or whatever the case may be. So I, I'm excited for what the future holds in, in this world of fitness and, for sure. and beyond. For sure. Um, if people want to learn more about you, if people want to kind of follow along with like your exciting next steps, because I'm not going to share it here, but there are exciting next steps for you in terms of like, you know, how you'll be broadening your reach and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best way for people to, get in contact with you what is like the best way for people to follow you yeah. connect with you etc um you know if you found any interest about what we talked about today about me my business my life definitely just head to my site minioncraining.com minioncraining.com all of my social media is on there um how to contact me via email is on there mm-hmm. all my blogs are on there just podcasts everything you need to know is on there you can navigate through the site and you know get lost you know i think um one thing i'll plug um before we before we wrap this up is that i think a lot of folks um in the training space will focus solely on just training and providing specific programming to their specific cust- uh, you know clients or mm-hmm. customers one of the things that I think you do um, really, really well, and there's a couple other people I know personally that do the same thing, um, is that you provide content or you create content that can be widely consumed um, through like quick little reads, mm-hmm. um, through your podcast, through blogs, whatever the case may be. You're not just a one-trick pony in this way. So for people that are listening, um, I really encourage you to take time to check out um, what Minion's doing, because, like, I think it's a little bit different from a lot of other trainers that we've spoken to on mm-hmm. the pod. Um, the other thing I think is that you're really taking a lens of education, and I think that comes back to a little bit about the things that, you know, drove you at one point, which mm-hmm. was essentially um, trying to learn or trying to further yourself and your knowledge um, about the benefits of let's say stretching or mobility work or whatever the case may be, or just like consuming the right foods, um, you know, having the right daily practices. So um, hopefully folks hearing this can take a little bit of time just to dig a little deeper and see if something resonates directly with them. Um, If you were to give one piece of advice to fellow entrepreneurs, and it doesn't necessarily have to be entrepreneurs in the fitness space, what would that one piece of advice be? I would definitely say 
to have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And to be really intentional about the daily basis part. Yeah. Because it is so, so important what we have in our minds. And a lot of people don't realize what you think about, like, is your environment. Mm -hmm. And it's like a cliche and it sounds so abstract, but like, if you really look at it and see what you thought about today, yesterday, a couple of days and look about, look like how your reality was, mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities. And like when you talk about business and entrepreneurism, like a lot of times it's hard. Mm -hmm. The first three years are hard. Like first three, first five, first five, yeah. first, you know, journey is different. For journey is definitely different. But the beginning stage, no, no matter how long your beginning stage is, is hard. Even the middle stage is hard. Even the top is hard. Yeah. Like, great. There's, there's people making six figures a month. Great. But you don't know that kind of stretch they're going through. Yeah. Like, there's challenges at every level. And that's why I said it's not like a one thing to do here or here. It's just about how your framework of your mind is set up. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at difficult things do you look at failure or redirections as opportunities or do you just look at them as what they are a failure or redirection right versus trying to turn what your experience is to work in your favor somehow some way and that only comes from positive thinking like your brain is the biggest and best computer system in the world it'll mm -hmm. figure it out but you have to feed it the right information right I feel that. I feel that so much. And I think I always say this, the, the mind is the one thing that will um, play the most tricks on you too. Mm -hmm. So if you are unable to maintain that level of positive thought process, positive self-talk, et cetera, you can get, it can go to dark times for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I really, really appreciate you being here and having this conversation with and I'm super excited to see where your business continues to go and continue to see where your um, passions take you. Um, I'm super grateful that we've had the opportunity to get to know each other um, over the course of the time that we have. It's really only been a little over, like it's been a year, maybe not even. Um, and I am impressed and excited for you. So um, thank you very much for being here. She, you all can't see, but I'm, Pair of hands, for sure. Hands. <laughs> um, and I look uh, forward to reconnecting maybe on the pod and hearing about all the things you're doing in the future. For sure, absolutely. Awesome. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. All right, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, driven by underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word, and for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions, let love be your guide, and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.